Animals. This is the first official episode of It's Very Story. I almost messed that up. I do not edit my things yet. So, um, this first one is going to be my story on Roblox. It's not just going to be, like, about me. It's going to be about a uh, roleplay that I did a while, a little while back. It just ended, but we might revive it. I don't know. Um, sorry if I mess up. I have, I'm actually, like, writing down, like, the story and, like, a notebook. But I'm actually coming off this uh, back of what I've experienced and, um, you know, some parts I've come up with, because some parts I didn't actually, like, act out, um, like, the beginning parts I, uh, just think of and I roll with it, so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the story, aka, based off of Roblox roleplay of the Powerballs. CJ was an ordinary boy. He had an ordinary set of parents. Had an ordinary set of best friends. A nice game console. Boy, he thought he had it all. So one day when he was digging around in the mud, because it had rained the day before when he was about eight, he came up upon something very unusual. A very dark and muddy looking dirt smeared box. He took the box and it shrunk. It had shrunk into a small box which he put in his pocket and continued digging for worms, not being concerned about the box. Although now he regrets that dearly. He had put the box in his closet about well about 12 years ago. He was now 20. He had just come back from college. He didn't get a high degree, but he was planning to go back eventually. Until he was cleaning his closet to move it to his new house when he stumbled across the box. He stuck it into his pocket and lifted all this stuff, said goodbye, and kissed his mom goodbye, and set off in his car. He was on the couch eating a thing of ice cream when his pocket seemed to rumble. It seemed like a mini avalanche just in his pocket. So he picked up the box and it swept out of his hand and hit the ground with a thud. It had opened with a thud, and a broad, broad, huge burst of light flashed across the room. He was startled and had dropped his ice cream. He had jumped on top of the couch when he was looking at the box. He went towards it, and then... From underneath the box, which had flipped over, lifted a purple, shiny, what seemed, orb. He looked at it, and then it shot at him. He 
fell off the couch. He went flying from the front of the couch and hit the ground with a sud. And there he lay. He woke up the next morning, head pounding. He looked around, but the box had been nowhere in sight. He continued on with his day, promising that it was just a nightmare, as usual. Again, he regrets this. A week later, he felt very odd. He had just started his job, his job at a library. He had been reading a book when he felt sick and decided to call off. It was the first sick day that he would ever had in any job he's had, which this was his first, so kind of makes sense. He went home and watched TV. He had some medicine and hoped for the rest that this slight headache and stomach rumbles would go away. He then noticed that he didn't feel too good, like his head was pounding so hard that he rushed to the bathroom in front of the toilet and got sick. When he was done and wiped his mouth off with some toilet paper and flushed the mess down, he looked in the mirror to see if he was alright. That's the first change that he's ever been experienced. That was Jurassic like this. His eyes were glowing purple. Shining super bright. Very, very bright purple. When his eyes had always been black. Very dark and brown, but black, as everybody had said. He had never known what could have happened. Then he remembered the purple orb. He looked at his chest, where... He thought to have hit him, and his chest was glowing bright purple. He thought, did it shoot me? Did it, what? And then, that's when he figured out there was something wrong. He had dealt with this at the library for a few years. And then, during a Thanksgiving, happily with his family, there was an attack. Now, I will use this small break for you guys to settle in, get some snacks, as we take off further into the Powerballs. See you guys after the break. Hello! This is It's Fury, and this podcast episode is sponsored by Anchor. If you've never heard of Anchor, then, well, you're about to find out. Anchor, well, first off, it's free. It has a whole, whole lot of tools to help you edit and record your podcast. It distributes it for you, so it puts it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, podcast and so much more it's all you need in one place download anchor in the app store or your google play store 
or type in anchor.fm to get started on your computer. Anchor has worked out for me for the last three months, and I hope it will work out as well for you. This is Fury, out, and enjoy the book. Ah, I am back. I hope that you guys got comfy. This last part shouldn't be too much, but here we go. Now, where have Lee left off? Oh, yes. CJ had been experiencing changes. He tried to get help, but none of the doctors would believe him because his chest would glow when he said it did. It would only glow when nobody else was in sight. It's like it hated him and wanted to ruin his life. He hated what, what had happened to him, and his eyes were glowing brighter and brighter by the day. He figured maybe it's just a time bomb telling him that he, he's going to explode soon. He shook it off later and went back to his job at the library. He didn't feel good again. It's like something swept over him because he got the chills. He looked around and saw a little boy selecting a book from the kids section from where he was located. He walked over to the little boy and said, was he finding his books right? He said yes and that he didn't need any help because he was a grown boy. And Cody respected his decision and walked off. He examined the kid from a distance because he didn't want to look creepy stalking the kid from up close. I guess he was stalking anyways, but didn't want to make the kid feel uncomfortable. I guess the kid noticed because he looked over back at Cody. They had stared at each other for what felt like five minutes. And Cody was called to the front desk. When he walked over there, he was told that he was moved back at his job, and Cody forgot about the boy almost immediately, focusing on the new customers, well, book readers, whatever you would call them. Cody didn't feel good again that night, but he had planned a meal with his parents, celebrating his graduation from his degree. He had went over there in his new car, bright and shiny and bounced off the moonlight. When, in the middle of the meal, somebody broke in. A robber broke in, and his parents had tried to run, and they ran into the room and told Cody to hide. Cody had hidden the car. Closet, worrying that he should put his pants in the closet and take out the robber. But he stood there because he did not know what to do. He was he was contemplating super fast until it was too late. Blam! Blam! He heard the shotgun so dropped to the ground as, as two now dead corpses hit the ground outside. Cody was shuddering, and I guess the robber noticed. He walked closer, closer, inching to the truck, inching to the closet. 
when the police sirens went off. He said, Damn it, cops are here. Got to go. And he hopped out the window. Probably he didn't make it far because he was shot down almost immediately. But that was the end of his parents. Could he mourn their funeral? Because he had missed them and he was the only family that he had known that he had had. It was only him who had shown up to the service. It was such a dull mood that Cody didn't speak the whole time. All I could think of how he could have hopped out there and saved him. Saved his family. His only family. A few days after the service, Cody was sad. Walked around, giving up his fate, that he's just going to die. Painful, cold death. When looked around, he had a chill swept over him. And then he saw a basket with a blanket over it. He pulled the covers slowly to reveal a small baby with a note attached to her hand. After untying the note from her hand, it had read, To whom it may concern, I am sick and I cannot take care of this old baby. Your father decided not to take care of her and has told me that he's going to drop her off in the streets. I cannot do much to save him or save her because I'm sick and I'm almost dead. By now, whenever you read this, I will probably have gone. Please, 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 please take care of my poor baby sunshine. Please. And then the note, the bottom of the note had been ripped off so it didn't have a name with all a signature. All I knew is that the baby's name was Sunshine. He had picked up the basket and that looked like he had got some groceries. Though it would have looked odd because everybody was now holding grocery baskets and bags and all that stuff from the modern days. People looked over at him when the baby had started crying. He calmed it down as soon as he looked at it. She looked at him in awe and then giggled and fell back asleep. He went to his house, setting up his area in the house. He figured that he called the police the next morning. It was already gotten to 8 o'clock p.m. Before, before he went to bed, he had carefully set the baby down on the couch and went to the grocery store. He went to the Home Depot and bought himself a baby stroller, a carriage, whatever you want to call it. And, well, crap. he bought some baby toys from Walmart and decided to head back. The baby had still been asleep when he set up the shore and the crib and toys. The baby was watching him 
although he didn't know, very close. She mumbled. And then stopped and acted like she was asleep again. Although Cody had no idea that the little baby was trying to say something, he felt that he was being watched and looked over at the baby. He looked asleep, so he shook it off. He placed the baby in the crib and then decided to go to sleep. He was awoken by some crying, and he could tell that she was hungry. While he was at Walmart, he had bought some baby food and fed it to her. She giggled and ate it calmly. She had golden blonde hair, which had seemed to turn darker than dark. So I guess you could call it dirty blonde. It's like her hair was reactive, almost. But he thought that was silly and shook it off again. He got the police to report that there was a missing baby. Or not missing baby. There was a little baby that he had found yesterday. But the cops realized him from the hospital. And they told him he was going insane that he needed to go get help. When he told him that you need to go get help or you will leave me. They simply told him to go to hell. He hung up the phone and figured that he'd take care of the baby and just raise it as his own. Should have still kind of family, right? He cared for the baby a long while until she was a small teenager. He'd always looked up to him. She had always looked up to him. She loved how he walked. She loved how he ran, how his love for reading had grown since he had got promoted as the library. And now, in the flash of a light, he was 16. Started off like a normal morning with, you know, teenager sunshine. He had woken up her father saying, morning, dad, morning, daughter. She would walk off to make some breakfast and the usual pancakes and bacon with some eggs. With a, eggs with a slight hint of cheese. His father had adored his daughter's cooking and had no complaints for whatever she made. His job at the library became stressful because he was the chief librarian on duty now. Everybody else had quit when they had found out who he was, and now the library was dying down. He had gone into work when he saw caution tape around the library. He dropped his coffee, which was in his hand, and ran up to the library to check with the police, except there was none. It was the owner. He had only met her once. Her name was Dorian. She looked very sad. Yes. What was wrong? Dory answered. I'm sorry, CJ, but the library is closed for that good. I'm going to have to tell you that you're going to have to find a new job. He looked in awe, but she didn't. Dory didn't want to hear it. 
She looked terribly sad and walked. She walked off, which was very unusual because she walked off into the woods. Wondering what to do, he used his shining cell phone to call his daughter Sunshine. Oh, Sunshine? Yes, Dad? What are you doing on your break so early? Sunshine, I'm, I'm not on break. I'm on a break for good. Did you get fired, Dad? No. Then what happened? The library has been closed down. Oh, no. I know sometimes. I know you'd love going there and reading the books, but it's just understaffed and just expected. What about Miss Dory? Is she okay? She went off into the woods and I don't know where she went. Why didn't you stop her? I didn't I didn't want to bother her. I'm sorry. Dad, you have to learn how to stand up for yourself. I know, sunshine. You remind me of that every day. He looked around and spotted a boy sitting on a curb with a skateboard. And it was the same boy, but he looked slightly different. He looked slightly older, which wouldn't have made sense because 16 years had passed. But he was now. Well, actually, Hoodie was unusually not aging. He wondered if there was something with his problem, because he was technically having his birthday canceled. Now, he was only 25. By 16 years had passed, but he's only 25. It looked like he had taken care of that child since he was in his tens, but he wasn't. He hadn't been kidding for, for only 16 years. It felt like forever. He went home, took his daughter, who was just in her BFF outfit, the closest grocery store which she had just gotten hired for. She said, be happy. And she offered him some leftovers, but he he shook his head and walked into his room. He collapsed on the floor slowly and then went to sleep. I hope you guys enjoyed this first part of the Powerballs. This is going to be a pretty long section, so yeah, um, I hope you guys have enjoyed what I've read. And... I have not been reading off a book. This is my story. This is based off of um, a Roblox roleplay. Some of it is actually like not like real, but um, some of it's like off the top of my head. So that's why it's like stutter some. Sorry, I shall get better at reading as I continue this podcast. But I hope that you guys enjoy. And I guess this is going to be it. Follow my podcast on Spotify. Send me voice messages for books that I should read, and if you want to team up on a book reading, same goes for my podcast. It's your gaming and more. My gaming podcast. So, if you want to team up, let me know in the voice messages and the anchor. All you have to do, make an anchor account, 
send a voice message, I'll receive it, and we can talk from there. I hope that you guys have enjoyed, and I guess this will be it for now. You guys probably won't be seeing another episode for at least, like, maybe tomorrow, which is going to be November 20th, 2020, for me. Um, so, yeah. Hope you guys have enjoyed, and um, I guess I'll see you next time. Sayonara.